you are listening to Keeping It Real with Janine. And today I have a special guest that I think you are going to really enjoy. His name is Dr. Brian Caswell. Now, this is a longer introduction because, well, usually I edit the introductions and I make them short, but I really felt this was important. And so I let it be just pretty much what he wrote. Here we go. Brian was 14 years old when he drowned and experienced life after death, also known as an NDE or near-death experience. This one moment in time has become the cornerstone of his perception of the world. Over the past 32 years, his immediate rejection of coming back from beyond to his final acceptance many years later has guided him to focus on helping others in the healing arts. His adventures from deep-rooted Catholic—whoops! From deep-rooted Catholicism <laughs> to a more spiritual, love-centered belief system are what drive him daily in his quest to know and share more. On the way to becoming a Chinese and functional medical practitioner and acupuncture physician, he's taken the really windy, often bumpy road of a seemingly lost traveler. Sounds a lot like me. From graduating college with his BA to becoming a whitewater rafting guide and a used car salesman, he always knew there was more. Years later, he stumbled into carpentry, building houses in the stunning mountains of Tennessee to flying around the world for free while working for an airline. His constant reminder that he was sent back for a purpose was always there to nudge him to keep searching. It was when he decided to go back to school and pursue the ancient art of Chinese acupuncture and herbal medicine, rooted in Taoist classical theory, that he found his way. His hope is that his story has helped his friends, family, and patients over the years lose the fear of death and truly begin to live their life with passion and love. Well, maybe you can see now why I'm so excited for this conversation. And I have been looking for just the right person for quite a while to share their NDE experience with us. And I do believe I found him. Hi, Brian. How are you? Hello, Janine. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. That was a great intro. Yeah, well, you wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I was... I was listening to it. I was getting a little emotional at some parts uh -huh. just because, well, it's been so long that this is, you know, it's been such a part of me for so long. And I've had this vision for the longest time of, of telling, um, you know, letting, you know, telling more people about it. And I've told a few people here and there over the years and a few of my patients, and it seems like it's helped during certain situations. And then getting connected with you, it was I don't know. Seems like it was all meant to be. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm curious why, because I don't think we have actually talked about this. Why didn't you talk about it? Uh, yeah, it, it, I think it was one of those where, you know, and again, I'll go into it a little bit more in depth, but I think it was one of those that it was, it, it was almost too unbelievable. Mm. And mm -hmm. it... And, and, and like I said, I'll go into it more in depth, but it, it was so real that I didn't understand what took place at all. And it was almost that there's no way that anyone would believe me and I would be thought of as 
crazy. And, uh, you know, the people that I did tell were very receptive for sure. But again, this was back in 90 something. And, you know, it's not as readily available as far as information. Now you can just go on YouTube and see different stories about it. And so it was one of those where I was very reluctant. Um, plus it went, it, it, it went against the, um, you know, the Catholicism, uh, the, mm -hmm. the teachings mm -hmm. that I grew up with. And so um, it, once I got a little bit more older and more comfortable, then I was able to tell a little bit, um, tell a little bit more about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, start your story wherever you like. Okay. Well, you know, over the years, I, uh, of course, I've researched it a little bit more. And so I've heard some amazing NDE stories out there. And, you know, this is mine is, is for me, I think it's very simple it, in, in the sense of um, there's not a tremendous amount of visualization as far as going to a, you know, green pastures and seeing all these different <laughs> entities and which would be amazing. Don't get me wrong. But I think what I took away from mine and what I still take away to this day, because I could just close my eyes and go there. It was, it's so powerful mm -hmm. was the feeling of it. And so that's what I'm going to try to talk about is kind of the feeling of what I experienced. And then also I did see some, I did have some stuff that I saw for sure. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was almost this intense, uh, connection mm. that I felt. Mm -hmm. And so um, I was born and raised in Florida, um, currently in Florida now. And um, mm -hmm. we moved to Tennessee, uh, East Tennessee. And we used to, uh, we'd go to the mountains and we'd go to um, different areas to go play in the streams and the rivers and go hiking. And one of these areas we went to, um, we had been before, but um, it was a different location in the sense of like um, this certain water feature. And, and one of the rivers we used to go to, there was rapids and there was probably, because again, I, I became a whitewater rafting guide, which is mm -hmm. interesting. Yeah. But um, there were, you know, class ones, twos, threes. And uh, the one that I, I'm going to be talking about was, a, was about a class three. Uh -huh. And so we got there and it's, it's like a, a country beach, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's a bunch of stones and <laughs> here we are from Florida. So we got all our stuff laid out. And so my parents are sitting on the rocks and you kind of swam out and um, my sister and I were in the river and um, there was another area to where you kind of had to swim around this bigger boulder. So that comes into play because as you go around that boulder, it's, it blocks the vision for whoever's sitting mm -hmm. on the, on the rocks to the side there. And, and while I was there, there was a group of, um, boy scouts, um, there, and it was, it wasn't too many of them. There was probably four or five, six kids. And there was two of the, um, boy scout leader guys there. And the kids were kind of jumping in this little shoot thing. And it was like between two rocks and the water was, confined there so it was very it would you jump in and it would kind of shoot you out and um and it was being fed by a waterfall and the waterfall was right mm. to the right of that and i love this waterfall what's that <laughs> i said i love waterfalls <laughs> yeah they're great until you you know get under one of them and uh <laughs> so 
what's interesting about this one was it was coming down and, and I'm going to guess it was probably about, I don't know, maybe an eight foot waterfall, eight, but it was, it's crazy. And again, you, people don't understand when they, when they tell you to respect the river, like when you become a whitewater Ooh. rafting guy, they tell you to respect the river because you don't, it's like, you look at it and it's like, Oh, it's gorgeous. It's beautiful. And it is. And it's, but the raw power of that thing is just unbelievable. And so there was this, the waterfall would come down and it was almost like a, like a semicircle carved into this rock area. Mm-hmm. And it was, um, you know, of course I'm 14 years old and the kids are getting shot out. And I'm like, well, if, if, if here is fast, then in here has got to be faster. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm, working my butt on this cold rock and I'm sliding down into the water and, and all of a sudden I, 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 I get in and the second I get in, I get sucked under. I mean, it is instant Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it is just, um, like someone just came under me and just pulled me down and and then I, and then I popped up back on the other side and I was like, Oh, woo. Okay, great. And so I started to go around and it was like a counterclockwise. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I got sucked under again. Oh wow! And came out again. And then as I passed by, and I'll never forget this. I, I looked at this guy's face, and he looked at me, and I would just was like, "Help me!" And um, I remember reaching out to him, and it was you know like one of those movie shots where like there's a close up, and the hands are almost touching, and 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 that's what it felt like because everything started to just slow down, and I tried to grab his hand and the next thing I know I was under. Oh wow. This time I didn't come up. And <sighs> so I just and I and I'll never forget the sound and the mm. sound of the water and it was this and you could hear the rocks tumbling under there too and it was just this just unbelievable sound and I was just getting thrown around every which way you can imagine. I didn't know what was up, what was down. Um, it was very violent, um, and just wondering, am I going to come out of this thing? And the longer it went, I started to obviously think, and I'm like, okay, um, I, I, I don't think I'm getting out of this. And there's a very weird thing that happens when you are facing what you would consider the end and Mm -hmm. it's a it's a weird rationalization of because i I distinctly remember getting thrown around the noise everything like that and i started thinking to myself i'm like wow like this is it like this is how it's going to go down like this is it like (laughs) there's so much i want to do there's there's so much i want to i'm like i can't go out like this i'm like i'm in a stupid waterfall and it's you know, and I'm just going around and around and oh, wow. and I'm just getting bounced off of these rocks and you start thinking about your family and you start thinking about everything that you didn't do or, or God, I shouldn't have went in there and uh-huh. man, this is really it. And then the panic starts to set in a little bit more and, and obviously I can only speak to drowning, but mm-hmm. it's not comfortable mm. um, and you are struggling and it is um it it's it's very hard to describe but it's you're fighting so desperately for that breath 
And this is the part where it becomes very interesting because as I'm struggling and I'm, I'm just, my chest is screaming and I'm bouncing around, all of a sudden I could breathe. And mm. I, I was like, oh God, thank God. Like, I don't know how it happened, but I'm out, I'm good. And then <laughs> I, I looked down and I could see these, these guys and they're scrambling around the rock and they're, one of them has a stick and he's trying to go in there. He's trying to put it in there and I'm watching, I'm watching them try to save me. Now, are you looking down from above? I'm totally looking down. I am okay. looking down. I am okay. above my body. Got my it. body is in the water. Mm -hmm. They are running around trying to, I, I can hear them. I could see them. I could see my parents on the other side of that boulder I was telling you about. Mm -hmm. They were, <laughs> didn't know anything. They were having a, just sitting there hanging out, had no oh concept of what was going on. Wow. And I'm watching them and I'm, it, this is the weird part too. It's like, I, I know it's me. I know it's me down there, but yet there's a disconnect. Mm -hmm. and, and the disconnect is, okay, that's my body, but I'm me. So there was this, there was this hmm. interesting aspect of, I know my body's down there, but that body is not me. I am me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as I started to realize that, I started to rise up and mm -hmm. I was rising up higher and higher and I could see the car and I could see, you know, the trees. And, um, and then when I got to the top of the tree line, I, I looked back down one last time and then I looked to my right and there was this, uh, I can only describe it as a portal. Mm -hmm. And this portal opened up and it was just like, you know, it's like something you'd see in whatever, like Star Trek or something. It's like this. And um, right above the tree line. Hmm. And I went right through it. And. Did you go through it consciously or did it like pull you through? It was a pull. It pulled me through. Okay. Right. Yeah, it pulled me through. But it, it, it was it was very gentle. It was gentle. Mm -hmm. And that's because okay. I've heard other accounts, you know, I've listened to it over the years. I've listened mm -hmm. to other people's and stuff. And some people are like, they get sucked and everything. Like This mm. was literally like just it opened and I just kind of glided through. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, it closed up. And now when I was there, I had crossed over into this. Uh, and again, trying to put it into human terms is, is difficult. But <laughs> yes. I love Star Wars. I love um, really anything sci-fi. So I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, get in the Millennium Falcon, <laughs> go to the middle of the universe, uh, eject, and let them leave you there. Mm -hmm. That is the vastness of what I experienced. Mm -hmm. it, is, it, is, it is the most vast, never-ending blackness Hmm. But now here's the key point. Zero fear. Mm -hmm. It was mm -hmm. so vast yet so encompassing that it was the, again, very strange. Now this is the next thing that ha happened. Wait, before you go on, Brian, feel, did it feel familiar to you? Well, let me get to that. Okay. All right. I, I, yep. Cause 
Again, great question. As I'm in this world, um, all of a sudden I am in this, and again, this is not what it looked like, but this is the only way I can describe it. I pretend I'm like, okay, go to a stadium, right? A dome stadium and go to the 50 yard line and sit there by yourself and pretend that the dome stadium just is perfectly almost like a, you know, a sphere dome, whatever. And each pinprick of, you could imagine this place being pinpricked full of holes with light shining through. Mm, okay. And each little pinprick is pretend it's like a TV screen, mm -hmm. right? So you've got billions of TV screens, these little tiny TV screens that you're surrounded by. Mm. And this, from my understanding, was my life. And as I looked around, I was able to fraction, like fractionalize myself into every bit of that, every bit of my life, parts that I don't even remember to parts that hadn't even happened yet, which is very interesting. Oh. Mm -hmm. And I was able to relive every single moment and every single decision that I have ever done. Mm -hmm. at, the, at the same time, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which was very interesting. It was when I was doing it, I was not only living it from my perspective, I was living it from the perspective of the person I was interacting with. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it was a point of judgment. But and again, this is the key part here. It was a judgment for, free of ego. Mm -hmm. So there was no shame, there was no guilt, there was no pain. I was experiencing what I would consider maybe, um, well, maybe you could have done that differently. Mm -hmm. You know, like mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. you're experiencing the pain mm -hmm. from someone. Now, also keep in mind, I'm 14, right? I mean, how yeah. much trouble? How much Jeez. trouble could I have gotten into? Right. It, you yeah. Know? Well, maybe that's for another podcast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but honestly, it's one of those to where you you're 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 reliving every moment and you're able to sit with that as long as you want, as long as you want mm -hmm. until you get kind of a, okay, yeah, you're right. I could have done that a little bit better. Or, or I cannot believe I said this to this person or, and it's, it's funny. It's because I've heard other people talk about it. It's the things you don't even think are important, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which plays later in my life now. And it's interesting. It's like giving a flower to an older lady from a bouquet of flowers. Mm, mm -hmm. Something like that. Got it. You know, mm -hmm. something, um, whatever, picking an animal out of the street or, mm -hmm. it, you know, it's these tiny moments that, that are so can more connected than you could fathom. Um, oh, it's okay. just unbelievable. So with that being said, again, no sense of time. I, I guess did what I had to do. I judged, I looked, I reviewed, and then I was back in this universe of nothingness and I was floating around and I'll never forget. Like, this is funny. I took my left hand and I took my left hand, I'm doing it now, and I, and I grabbed my right arm and I'm like, oh my God, like I'm a ghost, but I can feel myself. 
And it was like, mm. it was weird. Cause I, I knew I was, I knew I was dead. hundred percent, hundred percent. Okay. And, but I grabbed myself and I was like, oh my God, I could, I can't wait to like somehow tell people that when you're a ghost, you can feel yourself. Like mm. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, um, and as I'm kind of exploring this myself and this infinite space, it was so comforting. And I was like, it just felt right. And it almost felt like a womb, but on a vast scale of eternity. And when I started to just kind of check things out, I noticed there was a little light at the very, just way out in the edge of nothingness. And as soon as I acknowledged that light, and I just looked at it. There was like this, the faintest hint of love started to just slightly touch me, like mm. just kind of wash over me. And I was like, I want to go there. And as soon as I thought that, I started to travel and I was traveling fast. Now, this was the speed mm. part. And this was the part where, um, I was just traveling at such a massive speed that again, there's no connection. There's no, nothing in the human language that can, that can give any type of relevance to it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, and this is the part where I, I generally get emotional. Um, well, there's probably a couple of parts, but <laughs> um, as I got closer to this light, the, the feeling of, pure connection to everything intensified and it was as if being uh, uh, you know i I always use the word love but it's so it's not enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's not enough it's it's as if you are returning back to a ancient source that you've always been connected to forever and always and you're feeling it again on a, on a conscious level for the first time. It mm. feels like that. And it's every single cell, every single atom, every single molecule is encased in this light and love. And it is so overwhelming that it, if it was in the human experience, I don't think your brain could handle it. And it, because it is so much. And as I kept moving towards it, I kept feeling my connection to everything, every planet, every species, every person, every plant, every, everything that has ever been, was, wow. will be, everything. And there's a connection. And I felt everyone at every level. And again, there's no pain here. There, oh the, in, this, in this realm, there's no fear anger, shame, sadness, guilt, none of that. Sounds very neutral. It's, well, it, it's pure love. Mm-hmm. It is pure, unequivocal love that knows no limits. And you are, and I've changed my wording over the years because I had a patient ask me this one question. And this is why when people ask questions, I'm like, you know what? I never thought of it that way. Mm, mm-hmm. And they asked me of, you know, what, like, what was the love like? 
and it was being home. Mm -hmm. And when mm -hmm. I when I got to the end of this tunnel, it, it was for me, and I everybody's different, right? And and I think this is a very personal yeah. experience as well. Mm -hmm. But for me, I landed at this kind of landing, and in front of me there was a was a wooden door, and it was a kind of a I don't know something you'd imagine like an old medieval castle. It was like the little one with the oval on the top and <laughs> and everything and it was just really awesome looking <laughs> and um but from behind this door this light was coming through the cracks and it was just bursting through like mm -hmm. the 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 slats of this wood mm -hmm. and it was so intense and i was connected to everything and there was a voice and the voice was uh, i'll never forget it was on my left hand side i didn't see anything anything like that mm -hmm. but um the voice said uh welcome brian <laughs> and i said why thank you i said <laughs> it it's so good to be home mm -hmm. and when i said that and this is the part where i'm trying to almost relay when i say home Mm. The, the, where we're at now, us talking on this podcast, us existing in the world. And I don't want to say this because I don't want to negate our experience here in this lifetime because I think it's very important what we're doing. But this is the illusion. Mm -hmm. Like yes. this is the video game, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And when I was there, without a shadow of a doubt, I was home, real home. Yep. Like I had, I had returned back to base. Is what it kind of felt like. <laughs> I, I hear you. I don't know how many times I've said, "I really want to go home." <laughs> and it's there. It, yeah. it, it, it's so there. And that's the thing. It is a hundred percent more like even when you're go, when you're a kid and you you want to go whatever home for Christmas and whatever. Or, traveling and you just want to get home to your room like take that times a billion mm, uh -huh. and or your mother grabs you or your or your caretaker whatever puts you in their arms and they hold you and they and you just feel that just connection with that is that times a million it, it, it's just so intense and there's such an understanding of interconnectedness with everything and that's something too that was mm. when I had written in my bio there. I'll explain mm -hmm. here in a second about this not wanting to leave part because you understand everything mm. and you understand that we are absolutely all connected. All decisions, every decision you make has, has a, has a reason, has a, has a meaning, has a, has an energy, has a frequency. It leads to so many different things that you, you can't even fathom the interconnectedness of a thought, just a mm. thought. Mm, on this wow. realm that we're in right now, what it actually really can lead to. And mm. knowing that is almost too much. And so as I'm there, I'm, I'm having this kind of inner dialogue with myself. I'm like, okay, I know I'm home. Thank God. Woof. Like, okay, Jesus, I'm, I'm, I'm back. Mm -hmm. And I say Jesus, but Je I, I, Jesus wasn't there. Let me make that clear. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I, nothing against Jesus, but I, mm -hmm. I, you know that this was mm -hmm. not a Jesus experience. Mm 
Um, Got it. Mm-hmm. This was a source, mm-hmm. um, divine, mm-hmm. whatever experience. And I'm, I'm rationalizing in my mind. I'm going, okay, here I am. I'm home. My parents are back down there. Yes, they're going to miss me, but I know they'll be fine. Like mm-hmm. I knew they would be fine. Because again, when you're over there, you do not have the concept of sadness or guilt or cry or shame, nothing. That doesn't exist. So I'm only looking at it from a perspective of pure love. Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm really home. So I know that when I see them, I'm going to see them again. And again, time doesn't matter there. There's no right. time. Mm-hmm. And so I knew that it was going to be very soon. I mean, for as far as I'm concerned, it, would, it, it, it could have been me walking through the door and I would have seen them mm-hmm. because time does not exist there. And so I was just rationalizing with myself and I was like, well, <clears throat> excuse me. I was like, yeah, okay. I, they're good. They're good. They're fine. Like, <laughs> like I'm done. I, I, I'm ready. And the voice, um, I'll never forget this. The voice goes, uh, well, Brian, would you like to stay or would you like to go? And I said, well, I'm home. I said, I, I want to stay. And I was getting ready to reach out for the door and the voice, which is this, you know, this, um, it, it was this voice of basically like, it was very reassuring, but basically it was like, um, sorry. <clears throat> okay. It was like, um, you know, I'm sorry, Brian, there, there's much you need to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I was, you know, it's just like, the last thought I had was like, no, like, and next thing I know, I'm out on these rocks and I've got some guys standing over me and they're just, you know, getting water out of me and they're looking at me and, and I, it, mm. it was like coming back and all the pain came back, all the everything, oh. you know, and I looked at this guy and I was like, what did you do? Like, <laughs> I'm like, what? you know, I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. I was there like I was so mad and he probably had this look on his face like mm-hmm. I just saved you dude like <laughs> <laughs> what is your problem <laughs> and I and they just they, they, they kind of let me be and I just sat on those rocks and I just sat there and I and and I I was like everything just started to come back. I mean, obviously it didn't just come back because it was, it it just happened, but I was like, it, it trying to explain it again, is very hard. It was like taking the, taking eternity and, and shoving it into a small flesh suit. (laughs) It's like a body that doesn't even work very well. No, no, no. It's, it's awkward. It's 14. It's wet. It's, you know, it's, hanging out on these rocks and um and and to go back into that um into that body was so confining it felt very claustrophobic it felt very um just not good and um again i just remember sitting there for a while and finally i i I had to swim back to the other side to get to my parents and i and i told them kind of what happened i didn't tell them totally what happened but i was like basically i was like uh did you guys realize that i just died you know like (laughs) like hello and they're like what What? no we didn't 
yeah they're like no we didn't we heard some commotion but we just thought people were playing and i'm like no that was me i i drowned you know and oh um, so i just remember kind of sitting there again on the rocks and and we we finally left and I'll, again i'll never re i'll never forget the drive back through the mountains i just was in a towel i was sitting there i was looking out the window and um i i just it was I, all i wanted to do was go back that's that's all i wanted to do with all with all of the research that i've done over many many years i've never come across anyone who wanted to come back yeah. everyone wants to stay yeah yeah <laughs> so for anyone who's afraid of dying don't be <laughs> no no i always joke with people i'm like it's the dying process sucks like right, that right like do i yeah. want to drown again uh no <laughs> right but once you get over that hump mm -hmm. you're you're home right. right and you are absolutely you are more home than you can ever fathom and you are more love than you can ever fathom mm -hmm. yeah um, it's really i mean the sadness is not for the person who's passed they're fine it's totally the people who are left behind totally you know? yeah yes yes yeah. and so this was one of the ones where i had put in the bio there um i remember writing that part because it it has been such again it really has been a cornerstone because when i came back i realized that i could I didn't put this in there, but I could feel people mm, big time. And um, I could feel, and again, I didn't tell many people that, but I became very socially, um, not awkward, but like I was able to walk into a room and sometimes I could, I could know things about people that I wouldn't normally know. Mm -hmm. And that was mm -hmm. weird for me and so i would just leave like i would just go somewhere else or whatever or sometimes when i came close to people um you know it was weird like this you could they would be saying one thing but i i knew that mm -hmm. they were not who they said they were mm -hmm. um mm. and that created you know anxiety sure that would um, be tough yeah and it was one of those things too, to where not only that, but this is the part where, again, when you experience the, the totalitarian, uh, 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 I don't even know what's a word, of everything, the, t the total aspect of everything, when mm -hmm. you are connected to everything, did I want to go to school and get a normal job? just to buy it just to buy a car and a boat and a house no i didn't want to do any of that i'm like you know i'm like people it's all none of this matters you know so mm -hmm. it was hard to be to, to stay motivated to stay in school and i mean i did obviously i i did i went to college i did all that stuff but i did it reluctantly just like okay i'm going through the motions i'm going through the motions because i don't want to be here I don't mm -hmm. want to be on earth. I was never yeah. suicidal. I wasn't that, mm -hmm. but I just was bored. I was like, mm -hmm. this is stupid. Like I, religion is not what people think it is. You know, mm -hmm. we're all connected. Like, you know, if you talk to this person, they're going to feel it and then you're going to feel it. You guys just don't know it yet, but trust me, you're going to review yourself <laughs> later. And you know, you, 
you know, and, and was I perfect? Absolutely not. You know, but, but there was always that writing thing in the back of my mind of, you know, okay, I, I know that this thought or this energy is creating this. And I didn't think too much of it as a kid, but as I've gotten older, for sure. And again, having this aspect of going through the motions and just getting a job to get a job was my overriding thing. And again, this is how I ended up somehow I was a whitewater rafting guide. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I remember going, doing that river and that for me was a very powerful mm -hmm. moment to conquer that river. I had mm -hmm. to conquer that water to get over the, the, the aspect of like, okay, you killed me. Okay. Now I'm going <laughs> to run. Now I'm going to run you. Now I'm going to run it. And it was very liberating in that sense. Mm -hmm. And from there, uh, <laughs> it's just so funny going from different jobs and, and different encounters. Oh, Janine, this is what I wanted to tell you too. Mm -hmm. I know I'm trying to rambling. I know that I am, but it's trying to cram all these uh, events into this small period of time. One thing I will say, and one thing that has, has happened and again, I'm not trying to say that I'm super special or anything like that. This is just my story. But ever since that time, um, I've had many different encounters with people or if we want to call them angelic beings or people mm -hmm. or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're people. Don't get me wrong. I mean, they mm -hmm. look like people. Mm -hmm. But I've had many different instances over the years. And they always come at a time at a crossroads. Mm. And uh, I was actually talking to a group the other night and I remembered this story because I had totally forgotten about these. We'll just call them angelic beings. We'll okay. just call them that. Mm -hmm. And uh, do I have time to tell a story yes, on do. this one? Yes. So when I was, a, uh, I had, you know, years had gone by and I, I ended up, I had become, like I said, a carpenter. Mm -hmm. And um, I was um, building houses. And then from there, I had moved to Atlanta um, and was in commercial construction at the time. And then the economy crashed. And um, I ended up working at a <laughs> – well, actually, my son – my wife at the time became pregnant. My son um, was born, and I was trying to find uh, a job, literally any job. Uh, because at the economy, nobody was looking for carpenters or construction workers because everything had crashed. And so mm -hmm. I had found a job at a, I'll just say a furniture store. Okay. And I became a salesman. And uh, mm. I was using my old talent of a used car salesman <laughs> to, <laughs> to that, that job actually taught me a lot. So that's, that's very interesting. But mm -hmm. um, I, I, I ended up getting a job the day my son was born. Four hours, my, four hours after my son was born, I got a phone call for a job. Wow. Yep. So a couple of months had gone by and I um, was talking to my uncle. I think it was for my birthday. And um, my uncle uh, did what I do now. And mm -hmm. um, we were just talking on the phone and he goes, you know what? You should go back to school. And I was like, <laughs> no, I was like, <laughs> not doing that. I'm like, I'm old. I have a kid. I was never that good in school. Um, not doing it. And anyway, long story short, he's like, well, maybe you should just think about it and blah, 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 blah. So of course I thought about it. 
-hmm. And months went by and I started to do some research. And I remember when I was a kid and I would watch him and he would take me to some of the pharmacies with the Chinese medical pharmacies and stuff like mm -hmm. that. I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. Like these guys are making, ladies are making these cool potions out of roots and twigs and everything. And mm -hmm. he was the first to show me chi energy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm at this location, this store, and we have what's ups, you know, like whenever you're in a sales position, you have an up. So when somebody comes through the door, it's your turn. Okay. Uh -huh. So okay. it's my turn. Mm -hmm. And here I am researching this school that I'm looking at. And someone comes through the door and this guy goes, Hey, Brian, it's your up. And I'm like, Oh man. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I get up and, um, and it was, uh, I'll never forget it. This, this lady and this man walked through and it was this African-American lady and man. And she was in this white, um, it was almost like a dress, but it wasn't really, but it was like, had this bead belt and it had, she had like these beads around her neck with this gem in the front of it. And she, she was uh, bald and um, she had like a, a hood, but it was kind of just hanging off the back. Like you could tell it was a hood, but she wasn't wearing it. <laughs> and there was a man behind her, very, the, the kindest eyes I could possibly imagine. It was just <laughs> standing behind her kind of walking. And she walks up to me and she goes, hi. And I'm like, hi. And she goes, and the second she looks at me, she has this smirk on her face. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know, and again, I'm trying to make a sale too. I mean, <laughs> he's like, we're looking for a leather couch. I'm like, fantastic. Follow me. So we go over to the leather wall and we're looking at different swatches and she's looking at me and the whole time she's looking at me, she's looking at me like, just like she has this giant secret and she's looking at me like she cannot wait to tell me. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, what is this lady's deal? But she felt good. And the guy behind her had like this coy smile behind her too. I'm like, what are these people's deal, you know? And then there were some other customers mulling about. And she looks at me and all of a sudden she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, <laughs> what? And she goes, what are you doing here? And I said, uh, we're at the leather wall. I said, we're picking out leather. She goes, no, Brian, what are you doing here? How did she know your name? She, she knew my name. And I said, uh, then I knew what was going on. Mm -hmm. I knew it because I could feel, and whenever this happens, the weirdest thing happens. It's like whoever I'm talking to begins to become in hyper focus and everything else starts to fade away slightly. Mm. So it's almost like one of those lenses you see, like where they, mm -hmm. you know. Oh, I'm getting chills. <laughs> and she looks at me and she comes a little bit closer and the man behind her again has this just hilarious grin on his face like he's just stolen a whole bunch of candy and he's just looking <laughs> at me i'll never forget his face and he and i said well i was looking at schools and she looks at me and she goes well why aren't you going and i said <laughs> because um I don't know. I got a kid and this and that. And then, and, and listen to this, Gina, I, this is the craziest part. Not that the other part wasn't crazy. <laughs> she takes her hand and puts it on my forehead and mm -hmm. starts speaking in fluent Chinese. Oh, wow. And the room, and, and, and again, 
it's it's loud enough to where it's like I'm talking loud like this. Uh huh. It's loud like that. Everyone is walking around us and doesn't notice us. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> and again, the guy's just looking at me, smiling. Mm-hmm. And she's has her hand on my forehead, and she's saying I, Chinese. Like, and again, I don't speak Chinese. I'm in Chinese medicine, but I don't speak Chinese. <laughs> and she looks at me. She she takes her hand off my head. She looks at me and she goes, "You must go." to the Chinese medical school. You will apply, you will get in. There is much you need to do. Ooh, and oh I literally was like, uh, okay. I was like, <laughs> like, she could have told me anything. I would have been like, all right, I'll become a race car driver, whatever. And she, wow. she hugs me. The other guy comes around and hugs me and I, I, when I hugged them too, it felt like, and this is the part where again, it gets a little emotional. <clears throat> Sorry. Mm-hmm. It felt like that love mm-hmm. that was on the other side, mm-hmm. which isn't actually on the other side, which is very key. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. And then she was getting ready to walk out the door and I didn't want her to leave. And whenever I encounter one of these and uh, angels or whatever i don't whatever mm-hmm. we want to call them mm-hmm. i never want them to leave because mm-hmm. it's home and it, it's home and, yeah. and she looks at me and she looks at me and she comes up to me and she goes don't forget we're always watching mm. and just walks out the door and wow. i immediately got on that i think the text message at that time and i was like I'm, you know, I told my wife at the time, I said, uh, I, I'm applying for the school. I'm going to do it. And that set the ball in motion. And, um, you know, I went back and it was, I think I told you before, it was um, under Master Jeffrey Ewan is one of the kind of the founders of the school. He's an 88th generation mm-hmm. Taoist priest. Mm-hmm. And... um up until that point, and again, I'm, I'm taking this in for a reason. Mm-hmm. Up until that point, I still struggled all the time with my near-death experience, always. Every mm-hmm. day, all the time. I always, wow. I would, not every day, but I mean, you know, I would, it would mm-hmm. come and I would think and stuff like that. And, but I'll never forget, there was one time we were, he was teaching class, and this was probably a year, maybe year two or three. And I'm just writing and I'm listening and he's talking. And all of a sudden, he just stops. And he starts to go off on this tangent. And you could tell he was just talking, totally free talking. Mm-hmm. And he started talking about near-death experiences. And I was like, zzz, like I was like laser beamed. Mm-hmm. And how he described it was, he said that, and again, I'm, I know this is being recorded, so I hope I don't mess up what he said. <laughs> but <laughs> how, let me say this, how I heard it uh-huh. was... When someone is having a near-death experience, when they have their life flash before their eyes and they're able to revisit those moments and work out what needed to be worked out, those individuals are reincarnated into the same body as a different soul. Oh. So, and I don't mean a different soul as in because I, I believe that souls run in kind of 
packs and stuff like this. And, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But in the sense that I came back different. Right. I came back just a little different and in the same body. It sounds okay. So it sounds, excuse me for interrupting. No, please go ahead. Uh, okay. So it sounds like, because I want to make sure I've got this. Um, so it sounds like, I mean, your soul is your soul, but so it's not like a different soul, but a changed soul. Yes. I think that would be better. Okay. I agree. I think that would be a better way to say it. Okay. Because it's almost like he called it a karmic washing. Mm, mm -hmm. It was a karmic okay. washing. He said that you're able to have a karmic washing. You're absolved of your sins. He was using a a Catholic term because a lot of he'll he'll talk about different religions, and that's why I love listening to him. He'll go all across the board, and this is why in my mind I'm like, oh my god, he's talking to me. You know, mm -hmm. what I mean, he's yeah, I, literally I, talking to me. But he was like, you're absolved of your sins, so to speak. You're washed. You're karmically washed, and you mm -hmm. come back into the world with a clean slate. But he said, this is often why people who come back do not feel like they belong. Mm. And in Chinese medicine, and I'm not going to go into it, this might be for another time, mm -hmm. but there is a disconnect between the heart and the kidneys. And heart and kidney communication in Chinese medicine is vital for, for life. So the kidneys mm. hold our story, why we're mm. here, our blueprint, what is our mission. Okay. And it's stored in a very thick substance. Um, it's, it's Jing Essence Qi. And as we kind of go throughout our life, um, we, we, we excrete a little bit of that Jing Essence every day. We burn a little bit oh. of, of, of deep yin to exist on this realm. But within that yin substance is our blueprint, our, our karmic blueprint, which we signed up for. Like, why mm -hmm. did we come down here this time? And it's through <laughs> the expression of the heart is how we live that. And so heart represents joy and love. The kidneys represent fear in Chinese medicine. And so the only way to experience your blueprint, your life is to go through fear. Hmm. And so when he said that, it was. Hmm. It's okay. I mean, I'm, my whole body's tingling. So I, I can only imagine what you're feeling is your. <clears throat> calling this hmm. it was like a weight of 30 years got lifted wow. and for the f like <clears throat> for the first time it didn't feel like a curse oh my goodness <sighs> wow so it became a gift as opposed 100%. to a curse yeah, hundred percent. Wow. And 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 then, and, and we do this in our lives too. It's like when you you can look at life from the victim status, or you can look at the life as a creator. Mm -hmm. And when you're looking at the life through the lens of the creation, when you lose your job, it's an opportunity to do something else. Yep. You know, mm -hmm. and and so it's one of those things. Like I, when he said that, like I, the 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 entire story flipped on its head mm -hmm. it was like my god i'm like now i'm like oh jesus like i don't have enough time now now it was like this <laughs> rush to like okay now i gotta do this and i gotta do this and i gotta make sure i do this and this and this and so it it, 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 it truly ignited an absolute passion of i have got to get moving 
you know, mm-hmm. I have got to, all right, it's like, it's time to stop doing all this other stuff. Screwing around. <laughs> yep. Seriously. It's like, okay, dude, you're ready to rock. And, and so that's one of the things now it's, it's, um, you know, I mean, meeting you and, and talking on this and meeting all the mm-hmm. wonderful people I have over the years and, and the opportunities that are showing up and things like that. And I mean, it's, and we're not talking about, you know, money and monetary. We're talking mm-hmm. about this deep connection with people that I think everyone is really feeling right now mm-hmm. to where. Um, I'm, I'm feeling inspired here. I, yeah. I, I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but what what Brian is talking about, everyone, is we have been talking about some kind of a collaboration of some sort. I want to create a regenerative healing center, and I would love it to be in the Yucatan. And Brian is also very excited about something like this. So that's that's what he's talking about. So if anybody wants to help to bring this to fruition, let me know. <laughs> I think it's a great idea. I mean, that's, I'm literally covered in goosebumps right now. Oh, I, mean, I know. <clears throat> amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and that's one of the things I, I told you very early on before I started talking. It's like, if people only knew what, and this is, sounds morbid, but don't get me wrong. It's like, I wish everyone could have a near-death experience. Mm. You know, it's like. Are you kidding? Absolutely. I wish people could, because if, if I, the world would be a completely different place if you knew that your actions can can change the direction of of so many different interconnected people things events that you would be very uh, I don't want to say careful but but you would be very conscious of your choices mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. and and it's one of those that and again I'm not you know new age sitting on a next to a fire all the time. And uh, I mean, a normal guy, I'm, I'm raising kids and <laughs> things like that. And, but, but I, I, I'm trying, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm trying to, 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 to be there for people to, to really live life to the fullest. If something happens that, that I'm like, man, I cannot believe that happened. Then I try to turn it around to a positive. I've tried to, you know, keep going forward. And, and, mm-hmm. and cause I know, Number one, we we literally do not have much time here because when you cross over, it is a blip. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it is like you might as well be walking from one door to another. It's <laughs> so fast wow. that your time here is ultra fast. And why are we ultimately here? I don't know. I, I like that mm-hmm. that I never got. Yeah. I think I don't know why. But what I do know is that on the other side, it is nothing but love. It is mm-hmm. love. It's connection. It's connection mm-hmm. to everything. And it is, a, it is a, it, it is, you are source just as much as source as you. There is mm. zero deviation from that. Mm-hmm. And I think as my kind of Qigong meditation practice has kind of picked up over the years and I've, I've just kind of not been so dogmatic about it, but I've been a little bit more just kind of a little bit more free mm-hmm. with my practice, mm-hmm. then I have come to realize that we are absolutely connected to that source energy at all times. It's just, excuse me, because we're in this flesh suit, <laughs> it feels there's a disconnect. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. once the right vibration is, is, is 
once you reach that right vibration, like when, a second ago when you're like, I'm inspired, mm-hmm. you were on it. You were, you know that you're on a perfect vibration. Mm-hmm. You're on a harmonious mm-hmm. vibration and someone is going to reach out 100%. You and I both know that. I mm-hmm. don't know who it is, mm-hmm. but someone else has been thinking about this same thought stream and it's going to happen. I don't know what it's going to look like. Right. But, yeah. Yeah. Never but, know what it's going to look no. like. <laughs> but that, but the thing is, is like when you're in that creative process, things happen in such a way it is mind blowing. It, it, and it, you just, you can't explain it. It's like when you think about someone and the phone rings. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So happens all the time happens all the time. You know, this is, I, I want to thank you for sharing such a gift because you know, I, I'm sure this already exists somewhere, but I, I, when you were talking about when you said you wished everyone could have this experience, you know, to have it, to have like a clinic where people could go and in a safe way, like die. <laughs> and so that you yeah. can have your personal experience of connection and then come back and, you know, it just, I, I don't know, that just came to me. I just had this vision of, you know, a, a safe place where people could have this experience. Um, no, I've thought about that over the years. I was like, what is it? Um, I had a patient of mine. I, I, we were talking literally, I think it was yesterday or the day before about anesthesia mm. and uh, how anesthesia um, brings you to the, he was describing it. He's a, he's a medical doctor, but oh, okay. he was describing it. And um, he knows a lot more about it than me, but how anesthesia brings you, literally within one tick of death. And mm. so the body feels like it's dead. So a lot of times people will slip into that death space. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that would be, mm. <laughs> that would be past my knowledge base. <laughs> um, but well, I, I think, you know, that it's one of those where I, I do know that, you know, people talk about ayahuasca and things like that. And I personally yeah, I have never, gonna... I've never experienced that. Um, so I, I have, don't but know. it wasn't that great. I mean, okay. I, I've done, I think I did four, four okay. sessions and I mean, it, it, it I, I don't want to put it down at all because it was uh, definitely, they were amazing experiences. Um, but not in the way that a lot of people talk about, but I do remember coming out of one ayahuasca session and saying to the, the person who was facilitating it for me, I was like in tears. I was like, why, why is it so fucking hard to be in a human body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Seriously. <laughs> oh, they're so limiting. I mean, I just they are. I feel it every day that, you know, ignorance probably really is bliss because honestly, to know that I that home is not that, you know, I really do want to go home uh, the capital H O M E and that this body is so limiting and it's, it's, you know, it's very difficult. And um, I think sometimes I wonder if I wouldn't be better off just la 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 la. Everything's fun and happy. I know. Not not know anything. (laughs) I promise you, I have, if you've thought about it, I've probably thought about it because I'm like, why and that's the thing. I'm like, you know, I've questioned it. Why did it happen at 14? Why, you know, why was it such a young age? Yeah. Why did it have to do that? Why, I just wanted to be a normal, just a normal kid. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I think it, it's interesting. It played a role in relationships. It played a role in jobs. It played a role. Everywhere. Not that, <laughs> er, literally everything, because it's like, you can't, 
you, and, the, and the thing is, it's like people are like, was it, is it like a dream? No, it's like if you're sitting right here right now and all of a sudden you are in the middle of the Milky Way and, mm. you know, th that's what it's like. Mm. There, there's zero. And, and, and I should I should say, not only that, it's 10 times more real than what you're experiencing right now. And that's the part wow. again that I just I'm trying to 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 to, to bring home is like, and I'm not telling everybody you know obviously I'm not I'm not rushing for death that's that's mm -hmm. not at all what I'm talking about what I'm talking about is where we're at right now is a is a, is a gift it is, mm -hmm. and from my understanding of it my take is that we signed up for it right I we signed up for it we chose it so we chose it but again mm -hmm. I know some people you know that and they have every right to believe <laughs> what they believe but you know i my experience was i signed up for it i don't know what the heck my mission is but i will say this and this actually came to me the other day when i was doing some qigong is i don't know what my mission is but i know when i feel good mm. that's what i'm supposed to be doing mm -hmm. and it's that easy it's mm -hmm. literally that easy like when you feel good what you're doing when you're in like this perfect harmonious flow, I don't care if it's pottery or painting or walking or dancing, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Mm. Because that right there is the vibration which brings you on to the next thing. Mm. And mm -hmm. we, and, I, and I'm telling you, mm -hmm. I have ADD, I'm all over the place. <laughs> I promise you my mind is a mil I have notebooks everywhere that, that I write in constantly. My girlfriend laughs at me because she's like, you know, if you don't write it down, you'll forget it. And that's 100% true. But the one thing that I do know is that when I get into that flow state, I know that when I'm part of the creation process, it's crazy. It's crazy. And anyone can do it. That's mm -hmm. the thing. Anyone can do it. So. Well, I'll tell you, when I, when I am like right now doing a, a podcast recording, when I get off, I am high as a kite. I feel so good. Yeah. I always feel awesome. Just the, the connection that I create with people. These, I, most of the people that I interview, chat with, um, are, are like, they're, 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 they're my soul family, yeah. you know, that I'm reconnecting with. And, and it just, I feel like, wow, if I wasn't doing this, you know, it would be almost impossible to connect with all these people that I really feel like a strong, you know, and, and just like with you and so many, we talked for maybe an hour, two hours, you know, outside of the recording, right? connecting and, and, you know, it just feels so good. And it's so important. Um, well, you're definitely doing what you're supposed to be doing. And, and I always think of it like this. It's like these, these moments that it's, it's here I am talking to you and, it, and it's you. And if you didn't choose what you have chosen to do, then I would never be doing this. And I've waited 30 something years to tell my story and you're the one that's hearing it. Mm -hmm. So, but, so well, when I'm I think honored. about things like that, it's like, you know, when you're, when you're a practitioner or when you're whatever, you know, like when you're working with someone and you're, you're the one person that may say the right thing at the right time mm -hmm. to this one person in that moment of time, it's like everything that led up to that moment. I mean, that's huge. It's, mm -hmm. it's massive. And so you're doing exactly what you, 
you need to be doing, I, I feel at this moment in time. Mm-hmm. And that's just going to lead to more. Right. Right. Well, I am honored that you chose to share your experience with me and in turn with all of the listeners. Um, is there, do you have a website or are you on any of the mm-hmm. social media? Is there a way for people to connect with you if they feel inspired? Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's my clinic website, but okay. um, they mm-hmm. could email me too if they have questions or something. Okay. It's, um, it's doctor, I'll just say it first and then I'll okay. spell it. It's uh, Dr. B Wellness clinic.com so it's but it's dr b wellness clinic.com okay so I and they could also that. look me up you know on google brian caswell ap um I, I pop up pretty quick okay and you know it's funny thing is like i said my website has nothing to do with near-death experiences it has to do with <laughs> chinese medicine and functional right. medicine but hey maybe i'll make a new website i don't know <laughs> Yeah, who knows where it would go. And, you know, I'll, I'll, for those who uh, haven't heard me say this, I'll just say a funny story, um, you know, because you're talking about, you know, why am I here? What's my purpose? What? And and being in a human body is is difficult. It's a challenge. And mm. I know my husband likes to say when he returns home, uh, he's going to find the travel agent that told him what a wonderful experience this was going to be and who really talked it all up. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute now. That's not what my that's not what my brochure said. Right, exactly. <laughs> my brochure said living in Spain on a yacht. I did not get that part. <laughs> I hear you. Oh my oh, God! My that's goodness. so funny. <laughs> oh, this has really been wonderful. Is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? A, a little final something before we close? Uh, What I think is, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about this Mm -hmm. and I know there's so many questions out there because it's come up with me with my wonderful uh, speckled past of many different jobs. Mm -hmm. And it's one of those, like you hear people say this, but like, if, if, if I can do it, you can do it. But, but, but literally it's one of those. I mean, I, I've, I've done so many different things in my life. I've, again, I sold cars and built houses and fences and I was Ryan, a did you ever count? I, I counted once. I do. I have it written down. I, I stopped at 30. I don't know. Where I do. It's at, so, but. okay. So we're kindred spirits. Yeah. But I, <laughs> you may have me beat, but you, you have me beat by a couple because sometimes I'll be thinking, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, I did. I did work at a pizza restaurant. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. that's right. I did bus tables. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's funny thing is because I know there's going to be people that are listening to this and um, don't worry so much about it. Don't because mm. it, it consumed so much of my life that I felt like I had to be doing my purpose. I had to be doing my purpose. And the more that I stride, tried to just ram in a purpose, the more that I, I, I don't want to say I failed because I don't believe in failure, but it's when... I basically, I don't want to say I let go, but I surrendered mm. to the possibility of just living in the moment for the best possible way. And what do I mean by that? Like when I started to realize like, okay, it's my vibration of how I'm feeling during the day is 
just as important, if not more important, of what I'm supposed to be doing in my life. Because if I'm not enjoying my present moment, or if I'm not having a good experience in the present moment, and we can't have perfect experiences all the time, I'm not saying that, but if we can live out of the victim, more into the creation, realize that everything really is you know, generated out of love, if you're doing something that makes you feel really, really good, then I promise you, you're living your purpose. And that's one of the things where it's not for anybody else. It's not for your parents. It's not for your girlfriend, boyfriend, partner. Mm-hmm. It, 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 I, that is the biggest um, mistake you can make. Because in the end, when you cross over, you are so loved and so accepted for anything that you are that any doubt that you ever had is erased immediately. Mm-hmm. And and the other thing that I would like to say is just is really being open to the things that cross your path. Uh, you know, yes, there are thank no you for saying that. There are no coincidences and and to to listen like I, like I always like to starting this podcast and I've said this before it was a it was a voice a literal voice in my head while I'm showering saying you should start a podcast now I could have just gone which I did you know but then I thought yeah. about it and I thought well there's a reason that you know and then I started thinking about oh I could reconnect with all these people and and wow this would give me a more purpose in my life right now and it would be fun and blah, blah, blah. But, you know, you, you it's, it's important not to ignore these, these, these things that you get. Cause for me, from, from my perspective, this is my team uh, guiding me because I ask my team to guide me all the time. And um, I'm the one that's down here. They're up there. Although I keep asking them, you know, could we like switch for a little while? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you will. You will. Maybe even if it's just a week, just to give me right. a rest, you know, but, um, but anyway, you know, I, the more that I pay attention to what I call these little hits, I don't know what else to call them, uh, information, the more I pay attention and the more I uh, uh, act on it, the more I get, you know, sometimes I feel like if you don't pay attention, they're bored, they're hanging out and they're like, gosh, they, she or he, they, they don't listen to me anyway, you know? And then when you start paying attention, they get excited and they're like, oh, I've got so much information, so many opportunities that we can help you out with. You know? I'm so glad that you said that because that is, it, it, it's like you're reading my mind. Like I'm trying oh, to th- well. think of this data stream of love and everything like that. But this, uh, again, going back to coincidences, this is something that I do every single day. Um, well, that's not true. Most of the time I'll do it. Like when I'm, when I'm feeling, when I'm in that vibration, I'm doing it. Okay. Let me be clear. And when I'm feeling or I get to that place of a very good feeling or a good vibration, I then look out into the world and I'm looking for coincidences. I begin to look, I look and see like, okay, what is the person saying right here? What is this? What did that phone call I get? Where's this? What is this leading me to? And it's so amazing because again, when you cross over, you realize that everything is connected Mm -hmm. and a thought stream Mm -hmm. becomes real. Like thoughts become things. Mm -hmm. hundred percent, hundred percent. And and the more, what's that? (laughs) 
good to know. <laughs> it is. It's crazy. <laughs> Thoughts become things. And it's one of those where, and then of course I'm like, well, I, why can't I just think myself into a Powerball winning, you know, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but I, you know, I don't think, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have yet to manifest that, but <laughs> this is one of those where if these coincidences, like I'll tell you the, the, when I got put in touch with you, Mm-hmm. I had gone back to doing a different style of Qigong practice. It's Smiling Heart Qigong. And mm-hmm. I started it. And the day that I started doing it again, um, I not only got a phone call from a new patient who also does this practice, which is mind-blowing. Mm-hmm. That same day, I sat down and I wrote um, a Facebook post about wanting to do free teaching around um, the area just mm-hmm. to teach, just just to teach stuff people mm-hmm. and, and cause I like to teach and talk. Mm-hmm. And I found out I got put in touch with this other individual, this other individual got in touch with another one. And then now here I am talking to you. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those where all it took was me standing up, taking off my shoes, getting into a Qigong stance and doing some smiling heart Qigong in, mm-hmm literally the phone rang as soon as I got my hands into that cheese stance. It amazing. So this is one of those things, but you know, you might be surprised how the change in mood can, can literally change your destiny. Wow. That's now that sounds like a perfect ending. Say it one more time, please. I think you might be surprised that a change in mood can literally change your destiny. Thank you so much, Brian. I really, really appreciate who you are. And and this has been a very, uh, let's see, moving, uplifting, um, reaffirming conversation for me. And I hope that it has been for everyone else. And definitely we need to have another podcast conversation. I would love that. In the near future. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, everyone, remember the podcast website is realjanine.com, and Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. Please consider subscribing to your favorite podcast provider, and please share this conversation with your family and friends. It's so inspiring, so uplifting, so English doesn't really have the words, but I think that um, everyone can really benefit from this conversation. So thank you so much. And also, uh, if you want a video slideshow, uh, you can go to BitChute. And the link is also in the podcast show notes. Please share this inspiring conversation with your family and your friends. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Take care and be well.